This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win, and it might be weak. If, if, if I know. Field, you know, just what half the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the course must be hard, they're all playing bad, you know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Divots and Pivots. This is episode two of the new second season. Uh, and we do have a special guest joining us at some point later. Uh, so stick around for that. Should be good. Uh, but we have plenty to talk about tonight. Lots of uh, lots of stuff happening in the world. And yes, we will get to uh, who took down the first week victory uh, as I can see, a bottle of champagne is already getting prepared over there. So <laughs> I think we... we <laughs> I think Bud might have some plans, but anyways, Bud, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I figured. You guys should have seen the the memes. Uh, all right, well, since, since I led the first three days, and then out of nowhere, Bud comes storming back on day four to, to grasp victory. Funny thing is, is that's not even why I'm celebrating. You know why I'm <laughs> celebrating. We knew I was going to hand you your ass on a platter. It was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. I am better than you at this, and that's what everybody knows. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm actually exhibiting the same peacockingness that uh, University of Georgia fans across the country are. Go dogs! Last night was a an ass whooping of historic perspectives. And for anybody who wants to be like, "Oh, I'm sick of it. Let's move on." Parody. Great. When it's your team, you'll be with me. I'm gonna ride this wave as long as humanly possible straight on into 2023 in that really brutal opening schedule we have against like UT Martin and Ball State. Um, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of mood, the popping of the Mar- Martinelli sparkling cider. That's not champagne. That shit goes straight to my head. This is some leftover sparkling cider that the kids had at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So um, 
I, I couldn't be happier. It, 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 it's a, it was a weird feeling. I was saying it all day. I felt like the dogs were going to meander through the first quarter because it's a big game and the adrenaline's running high. But to quote, I don't know who said they can't hang with our shit. It was just, it was men against boys out there and you see the difference in the different tiers in college football. But that also highlights a different topic on college football. Is it, is this what parody really looks like? And when NIL finally starts to come into where it's just a, a shit show in the off season of transfers and who can give who the most money and wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, is it still going to be these same five teams? The fact that they've expanded it to 12 teams means that we could get this in the future, but we'll get these kind of matchups early on. And it's going to then whittle down to a proper final four where USC or Tennessee is in that final spot besides TCU, because I do feel, I feel bad because, for the future TCUs, you know, I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning. He said, uh, you know, what happens next year when Tulane goes 13 and 0 again? I everybody's gonna say, sorry, dude. Look what yeah, happened last we year. Saw so what happened. <laughs> shouts to the dogs, sorry, frogs. Uh, Stetson Bennett's a god. And uh, here's to everybody in Athens and around the world celebrating today. Well, I saw something interesting someone posted on on Twitter because my initial thought when I saw the final score, because I like everyone else stopped watching that game. Um well, not like everyone else. I know you probably watched the whole thing through, but, uh, but, but I know when I woke up in the morning and saw what the final score ended up being, I just went, "What a joke! Like, what a joke of a result for a national championship." But then someone reminded me on Facebook, and I forget the exact. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but the last, I want to say back to like 2018, maybe they went as far back. Like every national championship game has been at least like a 15 point margin of victory. I think. So they except, like- except for once again, thanks for bringing up old shit. Except <laughs> for once again, Tua second and twenty six. Ask any Alabama or SEC what does second and twenty six mean to you, sure. and they'll start tearing up. And, but the, and so but the point do, I'm trying to make is, it's not like the national championship games have actually been pretty lopsided for for a little while yeah. now. So it's not like yes, this was outrageously lopsided, but it's it's not like this was the one out of every every other game being you know overtime down to the last play something like that no no it's been pretty lopsided for a while it's still i think the best they, they're getting it better and better and i think a 12 team playoff is the way to go what they're about to do um I, not next year but the following year this is going to be the last year of a final four and then it's going to move yeah. to 12 teams and you're going to have you know the five major conferences the highest rank of a, the the group of five and then you're gonna have six at large it's going to be it's going to be another step in the right direction um I, I don't I think the days of worrying worrying about cheapening the tradition is over. Uh once yeah. the once the Rose Bowl finally caved and said, All right, let's just do what's best for everybody, you'll keep tradition. You know, they'll figure out a way to let the Rose Bowl still get a, a nice product to put on display, but it's bigger than any individual game. Now it's such a moneymaker for everybody that it's kind of that's what got them is is scuttlebutt <laughs> was that finally the powers that be said, All right, Rose Bowl committee, enough of this. You know what? You don't want to play ball. We'll just let your contract run out and then we'll just move forward without you. Because truth be told, if Jarrah, if Jarrah Jones down there was like, excuse me, what? Yeah, we'll host the Cotton Bowl and whatever bowl you want to call it. Like, it's it's fine. We'll do that. So um, I'm glad that it worked out the way it did both for Georgia and for college football writ large. Uh, I can, by the way, completely can understand the, the the haters who don't want the dogs or to hear me talk about this shit. Because when Alabama wins, I don't want to hear about it. When Ohio State wins, I don't want to hear it. You know, um, people spent 20 years not wanting to hear the Patriots talk, it, Patriot fans talk. And ah, quick pivot, early pivot, early, early pivot, pivot, early pivot from college football. 
And this is actually kind of a hint at divot or pivot later on. We'll get into yep. the actual divots or pivots. We can do it now and just wait while we wait on our guest anyways. But the number one for me would be, I saw a lot of this, by the way, I had the Pats making the playoffs. Remember early in the season, I said, they're going to find a way to just fall ass backwards and meander their way into a wild card. Hey, yep. Hey, we were close. We it would have been close. a hell of a falling backwards end for sure. A, a, <laughs> two kick, come on, two kick returns. Like that's a, that 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 is like a professional. But that's, fluke been, that but that's been, but special teams Pause. has been like their biggest irrelevant, downfall. Yeah, irrelevant, 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 irrelevant. <laughs> I saw a lot of chatter both internally and externally, including my own group chats and like you know friends, and then also saw it through the belly up channels. Man, glad they lost. Didn't want to have any part of that. Any part of that postseason. You know what? And I said this soft, soft as a fan. Soft people be like, man, glad they. And here's why. As a fan, you want your team to have a shot. So to, to openly go in saying, no, 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 don't, I'm scared. I'm scared of the postseason. Yeah. Why? These are professionals. So, and any of so these I, guys yeah. lining up across from one another on any day could. I get I get the cheeky little, oh, God. We, but who knows? Maybe that was it. It was like it was going to be just a defense and special teams. Obviously not freaking special teams. But it was it could have been just a defensive run through the playoffs. They weren't going to make it too far. They were they, no. they may have eked out a, but so it, it, I do I do take umbrage with people who are saying like didn't want them to win in the first place. You know what? So and here's what I found because I could so I tried to I tried to be like that because I found myself in conversations with friends and family members and random people at the bar being like you know what they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. I want to make sure they realize they need to change something in the staff and the coaching staff so losing would probably be better so I don't care if they win. And the second the game would start I found myself cheering for them. Cuz what right. else am I going to do? I'm a fan. I can't turn it off. So yeah. I was talking about both sides of my mouth it. when it came I to the subject. I do get it. It's but it's people it's people hedging. It's kind of like in the college yeah. football world as soon as that for as soon as that second loss comes when you're really out of the running, then you do start saying those crazy things like shit. I hope we don't beat Tennessee next week because then, yeah. you know, if we don't beat Tennessee, then they can do this. And Florida's, you, you start saying crazy shit. And sometimes it's for draft. But I was, I was poking every bear I could find of people saying, like, glad we lost. I'm like, then, like, that's, that's, that's just illogical to say, you know, to square that circle. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, I do think that I, they, they would not have won the Super Bowl at all. But oh, no. divot or, but, but look how big, look how big the new NFL, I mean, playoff system is, it's already, I mean, it's getting criticized too, right? 14 teams. I mean, is it, it, what do you think? Divot or pivot on the new NFL? We got 14 teams, one by, what do you think about the new NFL playoff format? Uh, I'll, I'll say divot on it. Cause I think it's fine. Right. And if, if they go bigger than this, that's where I think we lose it. But I think right here, I'm all right with only one team getting a buy. And that's where I they, love they, that. If they, I think this could be the happy medium because only one team, it gets awarded that bye week. I think it makes it uh, obviously more of an advantage to be that one team. Uh, so yeah, I would. I'm I'm a divot on the on the playoff schedule. I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, it doesn't need to go any bigger, and I don't feel the need to go back to the way it was to make it smaller. So uh, the NFL is all right in my books at this moment when it comes to the playoffs. I agree, now, man. if you want to talk about playoff matchups, this weekend is actually going to suck. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> Obviously, I've been I've been on I've been on tunnel vision between prepping for the Sony Open in Hawaii, which we this is a fantasy golf show. We will get to golf. There's plenty of golf to talk about, including the ass whooping I hated Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, brought it up. It wasn't even an ass whooping. You gotta calm yourself down. (laughs) I got a peek. I can't even tell you how I won. I was writing a concession article 
uh, about. And then you losing. looked at the score and went, "Shit, I won." I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> I, the title of the article was "Losing Sucks," and I was prepping. <laughs> I was prepping. I was speaking of hedging. I was prepping for a Georgia loss and a loss to you. And I was kind of like, that was going to be the whole mantra. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? I mean, but you know what, Andrew, some people were yeah. just born winners and I'm, you know, I happen to be those people. Yeah. Look here. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm just kidding. Talk to me about this weekend. So to the, here's the, here's the thing about this weekend. It's, so I, I may, I may have oversold. It's not that it's going to suck. I just don't think there's going to be quite as many great games as, as we would hope for. Um, the Saturday games are, all right. Well, it really depends on which Jacksonville team we get in the charge. And same thing with the Chargers. Honestly, both of them could show up and do nothing because that's been their MO. They're inconsistent. Both of them could show up and it could be a great game. We just don't know. Um, Seahawks and 49ers is kind of the same deal. We'll, we'll, we'll see if Geno Smith and the offense continues to, least, to surprise. At least, see, at least Seattle and 49ers <laughs> has some sort of, uh, shall I say, those are – Again, to use a college analogy, those are kind of blue chip programs or traditionally powerhouse. That's a fi- so when you hear Seattle and San Francisco traditionally, you're like, "Ooh, that's a fun game because they yeah. hate each other back in the day." Uh, with the Chargers and the Jags, I I think if there were rewards given out, because if if you're not watching this, you're watching the Golden Globes, and we're gonna get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, they that game is most likely to end in a tie. Period. And I know when people would be like, well, yeah. no, it's a playoff game. It can't end in a tie. No, if you told me Jags and Chargers, I'd say tie. Just because, I again, going straight off of the very shallow stigma around the team, which skips – I'm going to skip Sunday for a minute. I want you to go to Sunday. But Monday night, you know, they thought they think they have this marquee matchup with Brady against the star. They do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's well, a great Well, they story. could be because the Cowboys kind of – flopped last week and i know the bucks did too but they also sat a bunch of the guys at the end and they we've seen that they can turn it on at, at times we'll just see if they're able to like the the bucks could sneak out a win there i'm not gonna rule that nope. out um, I, so it's listen, gonna, that one will make it good to watch at yeah, least never underestimate dallas ability to f it up you know i mean that it, 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 it since since jimmy and T- jimmy and troy left they seem to always kind of romo something around this time. Yeah. So look for, look for that performance too. But then we get the Vikings and Giants at 4.30 on Sunday who, are, in my opinion, are just two fake teams this year. Like I Thank know you. their records are their records, but I feel like they, the way they got them, they're not as good as their records say. And then the Port Dolphins, who are just injury-ridden injury right now, um, <coughs> having to go up against the Bills, the Dolphins who – the Jets last week – like that what what I think that final score was eleven to six or something. It was just an absolute yes. ugly Awful. nightmare. High school they, baseball that's going to be a snooze fest because like, the Bills are just going to trounce them. <clears throat> Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy sounds like, I mean, he sounds like the guy at Best Buy who's letting <laughs> you know that there's nothing he can do. The warranties run out. You should have done the extended warranty. I understand this sucks. I heard his press mm-hmm. conference earlier talking about Tua and you would think in, and again, to steal some other talk, talk radio I heard today. And that's what made it. It did sound like he was talking about preseason. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You hope he gets some reps in this week. <laughs> this, I, I go back the to playoffs. <laughs> you're you're talking. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like life career defining runs and weeks and moments. And I don't know. Yeah. Now, is Mike McCarthy really as Zen as he comes across? Maybe, no. <laughs> uh, but I doubt it. But you yeah. know, those guys, you, you, I, 
I think Bill Belichick's the closest thing to Zen. Are you, that are you, are you trying to find. say Mike McDaniel's not Mike McCarthy? Thank you, Mike McDaniel's. <laughs> That's so what I thought. I was I, I was waiting for. I the have I have no. I have the Green Bay dude in my in my yeah, brain. Yeah, but no, he's yeah, Mike McDaniel's. Yeah. Where the fuck is Mike McCarthy? <laughs> Uh, I think he he might still be on the Dallas staff. Actually, I'm, not, I'm honestly not 100 percent sure. He might still be on the Dallas staff. I just can't help that Mike McDaniel's. Thank you very much for that. Don't at me, people. Remember, I'm the golf guy on this show. Uh, Mike McDaniel's kind of looks like Rod Rodrigo Blankenship's brother, and he just talks right. like a really, he does. He does, and he just talks like a really sad customer service rep. Um, well, let's so, yeah. quickly before we get too far into divots and pivots here, you Please. know, not the name of the show, but into our divots and pivots. Let's I do want to quickly wrap up the winner. We we already said you won. Yes. I lost week one. It was close. It was six thirty six. You wrote down six oh one. I thought DraftKings said I scored like six oh five. So we'll we'll check that. But <laughs> unless they Fine. they might have did an adjustment, maybe I don't know. But either way, low six hundreds for me. Um. So, but is up. So we're gonna keep track of. Total points on the year. We're going to keep track yep. of most weekly wins on the year, um, and, and we're going to keep round. track of the highest week on the year as um, at least for now, kind of three separate bets, uh, and we'll see at the end of the year uh, who kind of puts together the best winning across portfolio. all three. I guess Resume, yeah, the portfolio. Yeah, right, well, so that's, that's what you're going to be hearing that. us talking about. You're going to be, and we're, we're going to, as you saw this week, there's going to be graphics coming up more consistently, showing, giving you an update as the weekends roll on. So make sure to be uh, at divots and pivots at real Mr. Mallard and at the spuds for you for all those updates. You said then, it three times. Go ahead. I did say it three times. And then moving on from that, I know you did a lot of talking last year about your other league. Are you doing another league again this year? Like with your we friends? That, okay. So I've been, I've been in this league for like five years now. And the guy, the commissioner, Justin, who runs it is, phenomenal he's just one of those guys who created a really intricate system of google sheets and it's fun because he makes it really easy to participate super simple format we we use i think bovada odds four tiers you pick a golfer from each tier total their money winnings is your point total and that's who wins the week so it it is much more of a if if you nail the winner you're gonna win because that that automatically wipes out any kind of it's rare to ever have somebody pick a winner and then them not win the week that said, you know, it is kind of cool because you get four chances, but there's like 27 of us and it runs all, all year long. And they do, like I said, it's a, it's the best balance of fantasy fun and kind of mindless fantasy fun because you don't have to get too analytical. You can grind yourself to death when in reality, what you're trying to do is literally pick a winner from, from each tier. You know, the kind of the kind of the kind of deep hardcore analysis you get for divots and pivots in the DraftKings world. You don't necessarily need it, but it keeps you super engaged. The the people are fun. The writing is really funny. He sends out a weekly update, um, and he does a good job. I did not finish in the money last week. I put too much stake in Justin okay. Thomas, and he did not play very well. I think I finished, you know, T twelve out of uh, 20, 20 some odd teams. But um, I'll give you some. I'll give you some periodic updates. You'll especially hear if I hit some winners this year. I, nice. I, for years, I, I, I had a winning streak with Brooks Kepka in the majors when he was on his little run. I was yes. a big Zalatoris guy, you know, recently. I don't know who my major player is going to be this year. I always feel like I want to hang my hat on somebody. Uh, Cam <laughs> Smith, if he's allowed in all of them, might be that guy. Uh, but, uh, it, thank you for mentioning that because shouts to the other league. It's a, it's a fun crew. It's a fun time. And, uh, it, and it's a great way just to stay engaged at a base level and free my brain up to go through here and continue to kick your rear end up and down the PGA tour schedule. A couple things before we divot or pivot. Yes. Yes. PGA, PGA tour, not the only thing going on this week. 
Uh, Corn Ferry's back in action. DP World mm-hmm. Tour is in action. And I believe next week we get the LPGA Tour back. But Latin American Amateur, pay attention to Puerto Rico yes. this week. Latin American Amateur for the uninitiated or the uninitiated, uneducated. That's such a dickhead way to put it. <laughs> for the uninitiated, the Latin American Amateur is one of the relatively newer uh, kind of global amateur tournaments started in 2015 as really like a partnership between Augusta National, RNA, USGA, all these governing bodies to say, how can we create a pathway for the young amateur golfers in this part of the world, the way that we have for obviously in America and Europe and even in the Asian parts uh, of Asian parts over in Asia with the Asian Pacific tours and those amateur events. So it's kind of a cool, it's a fun way to watch and it's bringing some more focus to golf in that part of the world. So pay attention to Puerto Rico because the winner is going to get an invite to to the masters. They get an invite to any USGA uh, championship that they qualify for save the U S open. But if they, they do get automatic qualifying into the U S open finals kind of qualifying stages. So just a little shout and a wink and a nod to the other golf that's going on. Pay attention to it for the fun stories. That's where you get these future Zalatoruses and uh, Sam Burns and stuff like that because, or Scotty Scheffler's who um, God, Scotty Scheffler and Colin Morikawa. uh, We'll get into a lot. We don't have to talk too much about it. They just kind of (laughs) laid eggs on the weekend. They, you know, I did, if you, if you roll back the tape, I said, John Rahm, you know, if you're going to, he's, his form is good. He was runner up Mm -hmm. last year. And sure enough, he found magic in a bottle on Sunday and he was able to kind of a very uncharacteristic mistake from Colin Morikawa, but it wasn't, he was ranked triple digits in almost every major category statistically until this yeah. week. So to see him kind of falter a little towards the end, I don't think it's anything more indicative than uh, it's early, but if he shows up like he was hitting the ball, he's gonna be a scary guy to watch. We don't have a ton of people to watch this week in Sony, but um, yeah, you know, but, but beyond that, but before we get into this week in fantasy twiff, I'm working on that. That I don't think Twiff <laughs> is going to take off. I just think it sounds kind of dirty. Oh, yeah. But um, divot or pivot time. There are some things in the world I wanted to get your take on. And since Hell we're talking yeah. about the Sony Open and stuff, Hawaii. Divot or pivot on the state of Hawaii. You go first. I don't want to piss off the Aloha folk. So you just mean in general, or like a vaca- just my overall thoughts on it kind of thing? Like, <laughs> yes. What is Hawaii? Okay. For? I didn't know if you were looking for like an angle on it. Yeah. No. So my my opinions on Hawaii is that I've never been. So I don't know anything more than what I've seen on TV, what I've heard. Uh, so I don't personally know. But from what I've been able to tell, people seem very nice. Everything seems super expensive. Not convinced it would be worth the travel for me to go. So I guess, I'm a, I guess I'm a pivot nicest, on it. Nicest pivot I've ever heard in my life. But I agree with you. <laughs> Run fast from it. Shit's overpriced. I feel like it's stuck in 1957. And um, quite frankly, you could probably get a similar experience in Puerto Rico for – uh, not, I'm not getting paid by the oh. tourism bureau of Puerto Rico or anything like that. They're just that's where again the Latin American Open. It's now, from a golf dogs. from a oh, golf really. standpoint, though, totally a divot no. for Hawaii golf on the PGA Tour. The Hawaii Swing is a fantastic way to start the year because we get low scores, we get lots of scoring. We're sitting here up here in the snow watching golf on the weekends. A beautiful palm trees, nice weather, t-shirts. So I, like, I, I do I'm, agree I'm, that I like Hawaii the historical too. aspect. I like the historical aspect of starting the year off with, over out in Hawaii, uh, yeah. but uh, they're not going to get a dime of my money. Uh, <laughs> award shows. If you're not watching this, you're watching the Golden Globes. What do you think? And I will, I will say, I got to put a caveat out there because you got a big fat awards trophy over your shoulder hanging up on the wall uh, with right that champion's up. belt. So I I don't know if this is an easy one or not, but how do you feel about award shows? Divot or pivot? Pivot. Award shows annoy <laughs> the hell out of me. 
I don't think I've, I, I think the last, I'm trying to think of like the last time I like sat down and te- like purposely to watch an award show. And I'm thinking it must've been like when I was in high school to watch like the MTV awards or something like the VMAs or something like that. Like, and it's, and even then, like, no, no, I'm good without them. I don't, I just think it's, there's so much, uh, it, it, I don't, it's just, it's boring. <laughs> I'm all about awards and recognition. And I think award shows are outdated and useless. I'm a hard yes. pivot on award shows, any and all of them. I'll take all the awards and accolades. If I get nominated, I will accept on behalf of anyone. <laughs> I'll do so graciously. That said, I think they're a relic of time of, of old times back in the day where you had to wait and get everybody into one place at one time to share information. Now yeah. you were about a Twitter poll and we could find out who likes, you know, your background more than mine in about five seconds. So to that end, I say, <laughs> Screw the Golden Globes. Look at all the look at all the controversy. Unpopular. Still, still find a way to recognize these folks, but turn it over to the mob and the popular vote, in my opinion, and get rid of it. It's it's outdated. People can get much more engaging entertainment from TikTok and divots and pivots. The unpopular comparison and take care for award shows is award shows are like weddings. The women like the ceremony because they like to get dressed up and be around other dressed up people, but everyone's really going for the after party. And that's what that's the award show like. scene is, has become. The celebrities just, they don't go for the show itself. They don't give a shit about that. They just want to get their award, go backstage, and they shoot off to the after party. Definitely not our crowd. <laughs> uh, but, but we wouldn't turn down an invite to an after party, any of them. Uh, last but certainly not least, I alluded to it earlier, and I didn't use the word on purpose because I wanted to get your take on this, and I heard a lot yep. about it. People describing Colin Morikawa as a collapse. <laughs> Divot or pivot on the collapse uh, label to Colin Morikow? I think for this week, I think it's somewhat fair. Uh, just because of the way he finished that round three, he went on that crazy birdie streak, he was up six strokes. And considering the scoring that was out there for round four, I mean, John Rahm went 10 under to win. I mean, everyone was – just about everybody was like four, five, six under. Morikow went one under. And that's just when when this that much scored on the course and you were leading the tournament by six strokes, there's no excuse to not win. I put opinion. this out. I, I put this out there originally, trying to be contrarian and, and and say no. Now he totally collapsed. At one point, his lead was up to nine. And yeah. to use a college football you know analogy, that's like <laughs> a team saying like, yeah, but we scored four times in the first quarter. Well, when the first <laughs> when the fourth quarter, when everybody else was. So I get what you're saying. I think it's fair. I think you can. I think you can dig in. Here's the thing, a guy like Morikawa, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect him. It's gonna, it's gonna no. embolden him. I don't think we're gonna see him go away. That's why I, I want to be call. clear that for this week, I said it was like, and then the pass is the pass. Now I feel, I don't think yeah. it embodies him as a player. I don't think that's like a trait of his now or anything. I think he just had a moment. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Colin Morikawa's collapse does make me think it's time to go to tea time. A little bit of golf talk, strictly golf talk. And speaking of collapses. Greatest collapses of all time. I mean, okay, if you go, I know you're going to hit me with some old ones here because I know there's been some gems. I mean, there's really only one that sticks out to me, and there's heartbreak <laughs> all over the place. But the one that sticks out to me, aside from Morikawa, by the numbers, nine shot lead and the whole bit. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, you gotta, like, that doesn't happen you're, often. You're not at Shinnecock waiting on. You effed up the single in some years, the single easiest scoring hole on the PGA Tour, <laughs> and that's and on par five and your opponent goes driver nine iron and makes an Eagle like right there. It's kind of like, yeah, you're outmatched. That said, Colin Morikawa for president. I think he's going to uh, president's <laughs> cup. I think president's he's going to do great things for us. Uh, 
Greg Norman, 1996. Mm. See, I thought you might be going to either that. that, I knew that was going to be like a top three that you might go to. I want to know. I want to know what was on your brain first. So the way I obviously know of a lot of the older ones, but I was trying to think of one that I witnessed on TV, like that I was aware of at the yeah. time, because those fe- when you're when you're around for a collapse, it it just feels different when you when you're watching it. Uh, for me, the Mickelson in 06, the U.S. Open, just not uh, he, that 18th hole, just where he just ripped that driver, <laughs> and he was there, and that and that's re- like that's really you know. Mr. Second place at the U.S. Open, he just never seemed to be able to get over it, and then they, that just that just kept it going, uh, and that yeah. was a heartbreaker for that. I mean, shit. Think of Mido Pereira, Mido Mido, Omido Omido. Oh, don't hit it in the water. Yeah. Uh, speaking of recent collapse, <laughs> and I don't see that as a collapse any more. So I see now, but with Phil, and this is kind of where I'm getting at with Phil is kind of the Mido. I don't know if I would call that a collapse. I'm splicing hairs at this point because it's not like it was an overwhelming over the top coronation that just fell down. Like Mido, obviously ball in the water and the guy behind him had to make a, had to make a solid number just to win. So it was, it was, you know, very, we're t- again, we're talking Greg Norman at Augusta national going into the final round at a six shot lead. And, and it, it really did. I think even early, you know, it, he had it up to seven. And I remember watching that and my heart kind of went out to him at the time because he was, I would say, uh, well, no, we, we, we still feel this way with Rory, like Rory doesn't have a master's it, and there's something yeah. about that. they've got majors, they've got influence, they've been world number one, they've gone down those roads, but there is something kind of, uh, insider respected uh about the master's trophy that in, in that green jacket that just means a little bit more <clears throat> and so norman falling apart and there's a great video of him i want to say it's on 17 or 18 and he's falling backwards his hat has fallen off and like he had just missed the chip yeah. and it, it just kind of now looking back at that i feel bad for myself for feeling bad for him because greg norman is doing okay i was i was gonna ask if uh if you felt differently about that collapse for for greg norman uh with the the recent talk that we've had about greg norman on the show i'm like i'm i'm so back and forth on him and live like i Mm -hmm. i'm i'm you know at one point i'm going ah he needs to step aside get a real ceo in there he's not gonna ruffle the feathers and then he comes out and he's like this is our brand though and i'm like you gotta get a point yeah, I think it just goes yeah, to show just, how little I, how little I care about that as like overall. Like, yeah, like we keep saying, like Liv's gonna be there. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna provide some entertainment. I think the the Masters is gonna be a lot of fun um, for us, and especially in the Twitter sphere. I think Augusta National yeah. will rise above and treat this. I think the, I think the word will get out really quietly. Definitely, it'll get out the Scott 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 Stallings maybe twice that um don't bring that nonsense here like this is not a pga yeah. tour event this is not a live tour event um this is augusta national and you will act accordingly i mean no it, it, by the way if they say don't bring your live gear don't bring your live gear and i bet they would actually say the same thing like i don't want any actually no they wouldn't say that to the pga tour pga tour are partners for, with them so i don't know maybe it will be a little bit like a high school cafeteria we'll see i guess uh <coughs> Sorry, I still can't shake this. Going dying this over there. Guy. Is this our? Is this our last? Is this our last show? What do you mean? You sound like you're dying. Die? 
<laughs> no, this is what happens when uh, we have warm days in winter with, and then no snow to follow it up because all the allergies are released. And until it snows and we get some sort of cover to, to bang all those down, I will be coughing. And it's annoying as all hell because no one wants to be around me because they think I'm sick and I'm not. I, listen, listen, <laughs> it's just a tickle in my throat that story. pisses me off. <laughs> I'll be a tickle in your throat. Oh, All right, Jesus. one more, one more piece, one more piece of kind of uh, off fantasy see news that I saw out there in the golf world. Pinehurst, Pinehurst yeah, I saw number this. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is finally building Pinehurst number ten. Okay, so I, you I say mean, you say finally. When is enough enough? <laughs> or are you cool with it? I think this will be it. I think ten oh, is yeah. the the number. I th- I really thought they would have stopped at nine. Although if they go to ten, maybe they'll just finish off the back nine and build eighteen courses. Who knows? Um, oh, I, I, if I, you know, truth gun to my head, if you could say where would you like to buy, you know, you know I, if I win the Mega Millions tomorrow, the lottery, the Mega Millions. I sound like such an old dude. Win the lottery tomorrow. Pinehurst is a golfer's, you know, paradise. You know, Pinehurst, but Pinehurst for different reasons, and they're relocating the the World Golf Hall of Fame there. Uh, you know, it really is. It really is going to grow even more and more. Tom Doak is yeah. going to be building that tenth. Uh, Tom Doak, great, great name. He also re, he also is redoing or redid the the Renaissance uh, yep. over in Scotland, and then at the same time, he has a connection with the course that we're at this week, Wiley Country Club out in Hawaii. Originally a Seth Rayner track. But um, <clears throat> what the heck? All right, sorry. Seth Rayner track. Seth Rayner also did Chicago Golf Club, and um, also here's a fun fact: Seth Rayner did Wildlife Country Club and locally Dedham. That's right, Dedham Golf and Polo Club here in Massachusetts. One of the Seth Rayner tracks that you can see. But Wildlife is where they are this week. It got a facelift from Tom Doak a few years ago. It is seven thousand yards from the championship tees. It's a country club again, so we're talking yep. about a, an accessible course for these guys. The difference being last week, wide open fairways, <clears throat> vomit and walk away, big elevation changes. This is seven thousand yards, pretty flat. I think there's only like maybe there's the, I don't even think there's much of any like 50, 50 feet in some places. But I was reading the numbers because it is it's a country club for the locals yeah. that they they even flip the front nine and the back nine so that you get the shots of the sunset during primetime coverage. So that it is kind of catered to that entertainment, you know, let's go see who can go low out there. Uh, but at the same time, it is a little narrower. Uh, you do get that kind yep. of cool palm tree line fairways. There's the big W of the palm trees behind the 18th that now that I pointed it out, you won't be able to unsee it kind of like the FedEx point. Uh, but it yeah. is another, it is another week where the, the guys are gonna be able to get after this course and go low. Uh, yeah, what are your what, what do you have to say about Wiley Country Club? Well, I think you, I think you nailed it. It's, it's yes, last week the uh, yeah this past week the the fairways we talked about going into the show were very accessible. Um, and this one it is going to be a bit different. Uh, when I looked it up on uh, fantasynational.com, which is going to be a perfect segue here in a minute for our guest who just arrived, um, I saw that the the driving accuracy on this course. Uh, is way below uh, the tour average uh, across the year. So uh, that is something that is to watch. But it's still, like you said, a course that guys can go low on. You know, Hideki won it last year at minus 23. Uh, I said minus 23, 23 under. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> 23 under. 23. We won't, we won't uh, so, uh, so it's still accessible. There's still going to be some points. So um, we're going to have some fun this week again. And on that note, let's bring in our, our, our guest here because this is we're just going to start talking DFS fantasy now. And what a better guy to have in than 
uh, the Moose himself from FantasyNational.com. Welcome to Divots and Pivots. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. No Hopefully problem. I didn't keep you guys too long. Oh, no. you can. If there's one thing we can do, it's fill time with random banter. Oh, <laughs> I should say if there's one thing Bud can do. Oh, yeah. Well, and I did that's... I did notice just right now, but uh picked his wardrobe uh, quite fittingly uh, this evening. I did. I wore my moose t-shirt. Well, I picked yeah. a big... Listen, son. I, let's start right there. Moose. Where does moose come from? My, oh, my, my God. My it's gun... not as a, like, I wish I could say it's, you know, from, you know, extremities of mine or, you know, but, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, when I, when I, I'm a member out at Hazeltine National and we have a member member tournament and at the, we have a member member tournament. There's a stag night and kind of back before there were Ubers, one of our buddies would bring this huge RV out so people could crash in the <laughs> RV instead yeah. of having to drive home. Nice. And apparently I snored like a moose all day. So or all night, so they started calling me Moose, and all the nicknames that all the junior members had like nicknames, and they were starting to kind of go sideways, like kind of get a little <laughs> bit R-rated. So I'm like, I can handle Moose, so let's just yeah. stick with Moose. And then um, when I first got into golf or into fantasy golf, I, I started putting together a spreadsheet that um, I passed out to my buddies. And I'm like, what is this? Some Mooseonomics bullshit? And so that's how the <laughs> Mooseonomics was born. It's perfect. I love how like you you can run with an inside joke and make it turn it into something big enough where where people are now on board. Like, yeah, we all we all feel like there's something there. We know moose means something. We may not know what it is until now when you're on the show. But uh, I love that you you just ran with that that concept that just derived from friends. Well, yeah. Well, and you know what else too is I mean this was probably six seven years ago too, and I was just trying to figure out Twitter. So I'm just like, oh, I'll do a burner handle. I'll be the moose, and I just would call people moose fuckers, like whoever like. Sorry, do you guys swear on your line? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, moose, uh, moose, co- uh, moose cock is one of the is, is is the punchline to one of my favorite jokes of all time. We won't go down that road today. Now, this moose T-shirt came from a minor league baseball team in Portland, Maine, the Portland Sea Dogs, and part of the minor league, major league, um, basically Latino heritage <laughs> awareness program. Every minor league team has an alternate. Uh, uniform that they had and this was the portland sea dogs and it's oh, a little like moose shape it's a little moose shape and you can get i like it it's there. like a psychedelic moose too for sure oh, the... yeah. yeah so yeah we're a bunch of hippies up here in new england so, so no that's freaking all... no no no, no all the hippies all the hippies are in maine check it out so yeah if you if you google portland sea dogs and this would be uh alces de maine so alces a-l-c-e-s <laughs> is the genus of the moose family so the moose animal is a-l-c-e-s and they they did de Maine, obviously de Maine, Spanish for of Maine. So Moose of Maine was their little was their little uh, their uh, little nod to unveil also. Yeah, there oh, it is. So yeah, it's a phenomenal. If you're if you're gonna if if Moose is your brand, you either go this direction or it's backwards to Abercrombie. And we leave we left those days. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me real quick. You started out with a little spreadsheet, which I like how I like how humble it is because for those of us in the game, and I'm new to the game, I don't know if you heard this. I just jumped on board fantasy last year, kicked Andrew's ass all over the place. <laughs> and then and so I'm coming in for round I two. Told actually, because I spent so much time teaching him, I wasn't focusing on He actually did, he actually he actually <laughs> did. Uh, he walked me through so much he forgot I was beating him. So you started with a spreadsheet. Where were you pulling your data from originally? Where do you pull it from now? Is it trade secrets? How do you put together this engine for us every week? What can well, you Tell so, us about that. Um, yeah, well, so when it started, uh, like the spreadsheet was just 
so first of all, again, I'm a member at Hazeltine National. I'm not trying to like name drop, but uh, the, at the time, the Ryder Details Cup matter. was going to be the, the Ryder <laughs> Cup was coming in 2016, and you know, I knew golf a little bit. Like I could name maybe the top five guys out there, but you know, I wouldn't know. I couldn't put together a fantasy lineup where I had to be you know spending seven thousand dollars on you know guy. You know, the seven thousand dollar range had zero clue. Did I meet you? No. Okay. We're good. Okay. And uh, so I was just pulling from their website and I'd kind of just take their year to date ranks and make it where you could kind of create weights and put your own spreadsheet. So basically I was just doing it because I wanted to learn how the guy, the guys that are coming to play Hazeltine, I want to know who they are. I played fantasy football where all of a sudden you play fantasy football, you know, who the wide receiver for, for the <laughs> Miami dolphins is, you know? So the idea was to try to let's get into fantasy golf. So I know who these guys are when they come to play my course. And then I started doing, it. I'm like, this is really hard. How do you, there's so many stats. There's so many different <laughs> things. It's not like there's a defense. So you kind of have to prepare against the course. So, and so I initially found this form and I was like, Hey guys, this is the spreadsheet I'm doing. There's gotta be an easier way than, than I'm doing this. And they're like, this is awesome. Can you post this every week? I guess I can. So, and that's just kind of how it ran. And then I, uh, you know, I'm a web developer by start. I I had a business to business wholesale air conditioning business as exciting as that sounds, but I thought, okay, what about, what if instead of categorizing air conditioners by how like their efficiency rating or whatever things that, you know, their voltage, whatever, we categorized golf rounds, you know, was it windy? Was it scoring easy relative to par and made it where you're like, it's like you're shopping for a lawnmower or something like that, where you can kind of look for different attributes and it spits out your own rankings and you can look at stats however you want. Like I said, that spreadsheet was all like year to date stats from the tour. And that kind of sucks, you know, especially right now where the year to date started in, you know, September and they've, some guys have played once or twice. Yeah. Now we can kind of go back through history and splice and dice. You know, I just want each guy's last 50 rounds when they played on Bermuda greens. Yep. You know, so, I know when I, I know I first started hearing about you from actually watching um, the Pat Mayo yep. show that he, cause they talked about it all the time. And that. And I said, you know, I'm going to go check it out and then got into using it. I guess my question, there's so many, you have so many great tools on here. Um, including the the mixed condition model, which is the one I love because that just saved me the time of making my own spreadsheet and it just basically mm-hmm. did everything that I was already doing anyways. Um, what is there a way that you can you tell from the from your website what is the most is that the most used tool that your users use or are, are they jumping around to kind of putting their own stuff together based on everything else your site offers? I, I, definitely the, the the custom models are huge and I think. I think uh, a lot of people really rely on the mixed condition models and mixed condition models are a little bit more, you know, advanced or a little bit more, you kind of have to learn about them, understand what you're doing to build it. Some guys sure. just like to get in, get out. Like, so to me, honestly, like I'm just really lazy. I don't have 17 hours to spend like doing <laughs> it. So I like to, I'll get in there personally and I'll throw on a couple filters. I'll sort you know, throw, change my filters out, sort again. And I just kind of look for the names that keep popping up and then I'll go yep. check the course history. I don't know if you guys have gotten to the sneak peek area at all. Like, I don't even know why it's called sneak peek. It's been there for like a year <laughs> and a half. Um, I was going to say, I, bet, I know I've been there before. I haven't been recently though. 
That's because like, that's because you've been in sales before, and you know that the name of the game is if you're new, it's exciting. Like I was new <laughs> at a company for three years, three years before I was I stopped dropping that line. So what's about the sneak peek? So the sneak peek to me is like that's kind of where I'm trying to get everything to go. So it's got all your normal model stuff, but it's all built in right there. You you can have like three different custom views in it, so you can pick your stats. You can build your um your models. Your models are way faster. I think if you do a custom model in the in the main page, it might take 15 to 20 seconds to like update. Um, in the sneak peek, it takes about a second, and it's done instantly in resource. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I need to be using oh, that. I can already talk. I need and to then, be using like, this so, more. <laughs> and like, so yeah, you can that graph. You can change out that graph to whatever you want. You can have that just show your putting splits. You can. Well, also for visual learners or for visual, you know, analysis, mm -hmm. it's it's wonderful. Like I'm, you know, I I I went to school for you know political science and stuff, and so some very base level, you know, uh, stats and polling and like putting weights on things. I'll use the mixed condition models and I'm very simplistic. I pick my key three for the week. I don't mm -hmm. try to outsmart myself because like you said, you can go deeper, but you really, 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 really need to know what you're doing. You know, the mm -hmm. deeper you get. So I'll even sometimes cheat and go, all right, what's the biggest thing this week? Putting. I'm just going to pick the best putters that I feel are also, you know, showing up in other areas. Cause I'm, I'm such a novice at it. I'm much more <laughs> because of how new I am into the fantasy world. I'm like a old school baseball scout who's just now going, all right, Moneyball, I'm all about Ooh. it. Teach me. Like I, I like I've, I've sur not surrendered. I never put up a fight against it, but this is my introduction is this level of analysis. And so I go back to, you know, when you're, when you're putting this stuff together, how, I mean, where are you just pulling your, your sources from like, what's what the PGA tour puts out? Where else are you? Yeah, going so, yeah, so you pulled actually, so many so yeah. times. Like you have actual your own database now because of from doing this enough that yep, that, exactly. that is also put it okay <laughs> exactly so and now and now we have an official agreement with the tour where you know they just they're sending us the files at the end of the at the end of the tournaments nice. we compiling them um, you know a lot of the stuff like like green speeds that's information they provide they'll track their stim meter but instead of me listing out the different stims I'm just saying okay fast medium slow because yep. it's you don't need to get that you'll lose people with too much detail sometimes. Well, absolutely. And you also lose sample size. You know what I mean? If mm -hmm. you're just only looking for times that it's 11 and a half, well, you know what? 11 and a half, 11, 12, you know what I mean? That's all kind of right in that, that range. Let's not just look for exactly 11.5, you know, a half a foot's not going to make the world a difference, you know? <clears throat> hey, now half a foot makes all the difference. In the <laughs> I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, no, but you you make a good point where, and I, I said I think I alluded to it earlier where you get too granular and it does. I mean, in the statistics world, what you're talking about is, are you actually moving the needle, or are you still within that same margin of effectiveness or whatever phrase you want to use? Uh, you know, to say, is there a difference when you take all these other things into consideration between 11 and 11.5 and even 12? Probably not. Once you get up to that 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. you are. That's what you're kind of saying is like. When you get, you can't get too close to it. Otherwise you lose it all together. What, when you introduce people, I mean, guy at the bar, you know, and they go, what is fantasy national? What is your just kind of quick hit? I don't say elevator pitch because I'm 
too verbose. I say cup of coffee. So what is your kind of cup of coffee explanation for what this is for people who are going, wait a minute, what, what are you guys talking about now? Holy moose. I've never heard of this, by the way, that's a throwback to my camp days, 46 minutes in before the first camp reference. Hey, that's good what do you, you tell people? What's the, what's the kind of the easy, the easy Joe shit, the rag man understanding of what this is? Like, you know what? I, like sometimes I wish I was a kindergarten teacher because people go, what do you do for a living? I go kindergarten teacher. And they go, Oh, I know exactly what you do. I was a kid. I was a kindergarten teacher. I taught kindergarten PE was my first job. Best that's job. Awesome. In the world. And I know exactly what that is. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, so I guess kind of the way that I'll describe is I'll typically pull out my phone and I'll kind of describe how we categorize the rounds. And so what I'll do is I'll go, okay, let's just look at putting over the last 24 rounds. I sort by putting and go, okay, so these are the best guys. Now let's change this to just Bermuda greens. And let's remember these first three names. It went from blah, 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 blah. We do this, you know, and then they see pretty quickly that you can go as deep as you want. And, you know, if they want more, I'll talk for the next four hours but you know it, for the most part that's that's kind of the you know the thing that i always mention too is that we're not a tout service we're not like this is the pick like that to me it's the greatest thing ever nobody fucking blames me when they lose because i didn't tell you to pick anybody and then people are always oh we couldn't have done it without your tools thanks so much it's just like i you know you get the best of both ends so yeah you know, honestly, if, if there was a magic bullet and I figured it out, maybe I'd share it. Probably not. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but you go, like, you, I, I, I'd go, I'd go back to the future too. You'd hold on to that almanac for a few years, get your bets in order, and then maybe share it. Right. Exactly. But it, to me, it's it's just about it. To me, it's about like being able to consume the information, uh, give yourself a chance against. You know, like I can get in there and spend ten minutes. Put together 20 lineups and i'm feeling pretty good about my lineups you know get going against and now i'm not mm-hmm. going into the big gpps but you know i like playing like those 2000 kind of you know maybe max 20 entries yeah and i was just about to ask how is your fantasy game well it's it used to be pretty good uh since my company got bought i'm not allowed to play fantasy it's the stupidest fucking thing ever oh so, which is why I've been kind of dark on Twitter. It's like, I don't want to talk about it if I'm not putting my money behind it. <laughs> but it's the, stupidest oh, get fucking, it. it's the stupidest fucking thing. Like, if we're swearing here, it's like... Please. Like, the company that purchased <laughs> us also has a fantasy product that nobody uses, and they don't even offer a golf product. And because it's part of a fantasy company, I can't play. It was actually who was it on? Uh, we just saw Bernie Kosar got canned by the Browns for putting a bet on out there. He said he was going to be the first bet now that it's legal in Ohio. He's like, I'm going to put 19 grand on the Browns, you know, in honor. And he got canned. And there was people were bringing up the fact that, like, wait a minute, but doesn't don't don't the Browns and the NFL have an official partnership with a gambling site? Like, like yeah. where like where are these kind of intricate? So when you and say they, you can't. You can't, like, I can't fun, you can't even for funsies like enter, or are you saying like you can't put money on it? I, I can't put money on it. So I could so again. like I could do private contests till I'm blue in the okay. face. You know, Got so it. me and my buddies will will every once in a while uh we'll we'll put together like a snake draft or something like that at 10 o'clock yeah. at night. We'll like go do one of those quick, but it's not yeah. the same. But yeah, no, when I when I when I was playing a lot, uh maybe two years ago, you know, I'd probably put 500 bucks in at the beginning of the year and I'd play about a hundred dollars. I'd play a hundred dollars a week, you know, doing 20 lineups and 
some years I'd have all 500 and some years it'd be just about time to, to re up at the end of, you know, that, but meanwhile, yeah. I, you know, I played for a year on a hundred, you know, 500 bucks and, you know, right. you know, there's swing, you know, it all depends. You got to hit, mm-hmm. you know, my philosophy with it always was like, you want to just tread water, you know, week to week, you know, keep the bad weeks kind of minimal and then hope that you get those couple weeks where you just hit it and you like win it all. And then that really propels you for the next yeah. The key is the staying one. in that lane. When you win it all, you don't go and play bigger. Just hundred percent. That's exactly that's exactly it. And that's where you know that's where I felt like you know I I'd say I was about a break even <laughs> player to just slightly you know lost. But again, I was never spending six hours. You know, like I kind of built these tools so I can get in there, pick twenty guys pretty quickly, and then you know I use the lineup generator and, and I'm done. Mm. You know, so and. In our part of new, in our part of the world, New England, you, you're just basically saying you wanted to work smarter, not or I'm sorry, smarter, not harder. Smarter, yeah. They would say that's exactly smarter, not harder. So what about this? What about real golf? We talk about fantasy. How's the how's the real game? Are we stick? Well, I live in Minnesota. So where are you guys at, by the way? Andrew, you lead it off. Uh, I'm in southern New Hampshire. Uh, Bud here is in northern Mass. Okay, um, so you guys Northern so Mass. Cool. I'm in Salem, Massachusetts, baby. Which city, USA? Ooh, but I find Western Mass. <laughs> but I grew up in Florida. But Eastern in Florida, in Jacksonville, and Tallahassee. So I'm the golf bum, the golf kid, mm. you know, playing year round. So you were just about to say, well, I live in Minnesota. When yeah. I relocated <clears throat> from Florida to Maine years ago in 2013, that was the first shock to my system. Was like, wait a minute, I will. How many months until I can see the ground again? So what's the golf game looking like for you right now? And then peak moose form. Uh, well, so, yeah, I mean, right now, like, if I'm going to get out and play, I don't really give two shits about my score. Like, uh, um, uh, I'll, I'll get out, and we have a track man up at the club. We have a couple track okay. mans that you can just yeah. hop on in, on a simulator, which is I don't ever, like, go and play a simulator nine. Like, I'll set up on the range, and I'll, like, work on something there. Sure. Um, I'm, a, I think, like a – four, two index, something like that. You know, I'll get as low as two, okay. maybe as high as five, but um, it travels pretty well. Um, Hazeltine is hard as hell. Like, so, yeah. um, you know, so, but when I'm playing out there, like I'll, anytime I can put a seven in front of it out there, like I played a great round. It's super yeah. tough. Um, if I go play a lot of other courses, I'm hoping to be kind of more, you know, 75, 76 range, you know. Now, Hazeltine would be cons- – I mean, that's a bucket list course for a lot of people. When you're that close to it, sometimes – I'm not going to say you lose perspective. You obviously still – the way you talk about it, is there's a reverence, even the way you introduce it. Like, listen, when they had the Ryder Cup out here – we all know the Ryder Cup was out there, but I love your your humility around talking about it. Um, but when you're – when other than Hazeltine, what are some other big-name courses? Because Hazeltine's a big-name course. Like I said, bucket list for other people, uh, for you at your home track. What are some other places that you've been exposed to that wowed you? Wow, man. Um, well, down in Florida, I, uh, the stream songs, well, it, stream song stream. courses. I've done a lot of like the resort stuff. I've done Pebble. I've done Spyglass. I've done Bandon. I've done <laughs> Cabot. Cabot was really cool. I mean, if you're in Canada, I'd do it. Um, if you're not, like it's a, it's, it's a really <laughs> long way to get is there. That a, and, where, where is that? Is that, is that Nova Bam? Scotia? No. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Other part. Okay. That's a, that's a far way though. No yeah, so I mean, not too far from you guys, but yeah, like getting there, it was like almost a full day of travel getting there. It was awesome. The courses were great. I mean, you had some super, you should look it up. It's super scenic, but like. I'm going, I need to. I got actually friends, a lot of friends who went to St. FX and uh, Halifax. 
So yeah, I've so you got, fly into got, Halifax and then you drive up like four hours from there, and it's right along course. I mean, you coast, you it looks gorgeous, but like I just went, out, I did that probably three years ago. We just did Bandon, and it's like they got kind of the same vistas and stuff, but like the holes along the water at Bandon makes so much more sense than the holes along the water at Cabot. Like, gotcha. Like, so what's, what's on? What's still what's still on the list? What haven't you hit that you that you're like that? That's either next or on the the kind oh, of man. Wish. You know what? Like vision you know board. What? Anytime <laughs> I can get out and play, just you know, like a top 100 course, I'm always excited. I'm not um, not one of those guys that's got a check mark, you know, checkbox. Actually, my wife just bought me a little pin board with like the top 200 courses. So nice. Now that I say I'm not one of those guys, I literally have something. You literally are. The, I literally <laughs> am. But uh, I know what you mean though by one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I got a bunch of guys at the club. There's like, oh, I played 85 of the top 100. It's like, well, great. Uh, you know, my, what I mean, like, my brother- that's awesome. I, I, I don't. It's just not something that I'm. I'm I'm about a, I'm a golf purist again. I grew up in North Florida around the game. Uh, if mm-hmm. anybody ever listened to the show, I like to name drop my own. Like I grew up at TPC Sawgrass. It's, it was a phenomenal place to kind of cut your teeth on the game and have access to the same kind of way. But at the same time, I'm with you. I I'll go play anywhere. I'll go in my backyard and hit a freaking golf ball. I'm a junkie for the game, and I don't get too high up. I'm not going to turn my nose up at any opportunity. Like I think it's all really freaking cool. But I'm just like you where. Um, things are cool, but there's more to life, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't, it doesn't necessarily make my socks roll up and down. I, do, I would love to play the top hundred and my brother-in-law is friends with a dude who's played like 90 something of the top 100 as well. But the way he presents it, talks about it is not like what you were saying is although those people, well, you know, when I was at stream song red, or it's like, <laughs> like it is cool. Cause it is a fun game and golf is, we are fortunate enough mm-hmm. to have a hobby and a passion that is surrounded by some of those beautiful scenery in the world. And we all go out there and we basically want to kill ourselves afterwards. But, but really what brings us back to it and keeps us connected is stuff like fantasy golf and products like fantasy national golf club. If there's anything, what do people need to do to get on this side of the conversation? Cause some of our friends who might be listening to this are like, what the hell is fantasy national? Is that where they play the masters? So <laughs> what, what would anybody need to do? Is it, is it, what, how simple is it? Okay. You just, you, you go up, you sign up fantasynational.com. Uh, we got all kinds of different price plans. We got a week. If you just want to test it out. I mean, I'd say if you like, let's say your friends are just going to be into it for the masters. Tell them to sign up for Fantasy National, do a one week or, you know, the week before the Masters comes out so they can kind of get the lay of the land and then use that to help them make their picks. It's not going to make their picks for them, but it's just going to give them more information than than they would otherwise when they just circle random names on their on their pool that they're in. Well, that's a know? great point, mate, too, because even your lineup generator that you have on your site, it still goes off of the information that you input. It doesn't just mm-hmm. spit out off of a bunch of other stuff. You still have to do the work on your site, which I think is nice. Yeah. Well, one thing about the lineup generator that a lot of people don't really know is actually the lineup generator is pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> I'll be the first. No, because you know what? It's job, like If it was an optimizer, we have so many people. If, if what we did was yeah. optimize, everybody would get spit out the same lineups. Yes. So what, what we're doing is we say you pick your player pool and then – we're going to try to make your lineups as diverse as possible so that you don't have six different, if you have 20 different lineups and six of them have the same mm-hmm. three guys on them and one That's of those pointless. guys go down, a third of your lineups are out the door. Yeah, so your lineup generates more of an exposure controller. Yeah, so it's like as soon as it adds one, 
if, if you've got a lineup with six guys on it and we're going to build the new one, first of all, it's going to say, okay, well, well, I think it'll allow you to put, it'll pick the first random guy there. And then as soon as it grabs another one, we'll go, hold on. Do we have any other lineups that have these two guys together already? Oh, nope. So this guy's good. And then it keeps doing that all yep. the way down so that it's, it's trying to. It saves the human from themselves. Yeah, I mean, do you know how many times if you, you, you build it by hand and all of a sudden you realize that, oh my gosh, I just put Spieth and whoever, because the way that the pricing works, you could also yeah, start fitting so Does much. Does that mean in. it just disappeared? I mean, Moose, though, but what do you mean? If, if I see the same people in the same, in my lineup 17 times, that just means I'm right. And then I well, just go with that. If they all go That's, off, God bless you, but you're probably better off throwing 20 bucks in a super fast. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> I was being tongue in cheek, yeah. No, no I know, I know that. that. But that, that's just it's that confirmation like, bias. Yeah, if 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 you're lying, if you're putting them in there that, that many times, well, why don't you go put a you know instead of doing DFS where you're going to be lucky to you know get a fifty percent increase on the week, why don't you go just bet the guy outright and get twenty four to one on it, you know, or whatever that number is. Well, I will Makes say because I know Andrew's Andrew's got to land this flight pretty soon. I will say <laughs> from everybody on the North Shore and the folks in my other league. Uh, muchas gracias for you introducing Moneyball into the layperson's uh, hands. And so thank you so much. And uh, we really appreciate you spending some time with us, letting us see behind the yes. curtain. And uh, hopefully we'll run across you again in the future. Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and, and speaking of peeking, this sneak peek is my new favorite tool on here. Um, I've just been staring at it the whole time you've been new. talking because there's so much. It, ha- it puts it all, it puts everything right in right in one spot instead of on three different tabs on my internet bar, my, my browser bar. So. Well, uh, and then when you really got some time, go mess with the designer because you can do whatever you want there. I, so I saw that, and that that looked dangerous to to, to do live on the show, so I closed yes. it real fast. Yeah, smart, <laughs> smart thinking. But but yeah, no, this this is great. Yeah, definitely go over check out fantasynational.com. Um, super user friendly. It'll be straightforward, like you, uh, like Moose said. Sign up, pick your package, uh, and, and give it a go because it, uh, it it'll. We're not gonna say it's gonna guarantee you make money, but it's gonna help you understand the game better and be better at your picks. And have more fun uh, making the picks. And you'll have more fun, exactly, because you're going to know what you're talking about. Uh, and that's the key. Uh, but, look, that is – I know we didn't get to uh, me and Bud's picks, uh, but you know what? We will put those out uh, shortly here after the show. If not, tomorrow morning, we'll, they'll definitely be out. I got to do some more homework. I'm going to tell you right now, don't don't promise after the show. After talking right, to Moose, I got to go back. I got to do some rejiggering. Uh, look at, Yeah, look for the picks early, early tomorrow I saw, morning. I saw your face light up when he said lineup generator. I, I, you jumped to your computer so fast. Uh, I just wanted to see where this stuff is. I'm a yeah. walk. So we'll 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 post we'll post our picks. Uh, we'll post uh, like our top three picks and a fade or two uh, on the social. So make sure to uh, at this buzz view at real Mister Mallard um, and you Moose. I believe you said it was at Mo- at the Mooseonomics. Mooseonomics. Okay. The at the Mooseonomics. So go over and check that out. Like it's once again fantasynational.com is the site. Uh, get in there, get your hands dirty, and uh, and make some picks, win some money, and most importantly, have fun. That's what it's all about. Thanks again, Moose, for coming on. Bud, we'll chat. Everyone have a great Tuesday night.